I geek out about fitness. I geek out about food. I geek out about the show Friends. Hi, and welcome to She Geeks Out, a podcast where we geek out about all the things. I'm Rachel. And I'm Felicia. Happy Tuesday, Felish. Happy Tuesday, Rach. <laughs> I also like Rach. I'm okay <laughs> with that. All right. Yeah, it's funny, though, when people who don't know me just call me Rach. I'm like, okay, that's just like a thing you do like, in the world. That's very... Uh, improper yeah it's just, it's very it's very informal i'm like i have just met we you. don't know each other that yeah well. we don't know each other that well anyway it's fine <laughs> i can get away with it i know you can, well yeah i think at this point i feel like it's pretty fine um so we both kind of love this woman sheena collier she uh works currently for the chamber of commerce here in boston mm-hmm. And before that, she worked for the Dudley Street Neighborhood Initiative. And she also has a side hustle um, at the Collier Connection doing yeah. events. So she's a busy, busy woman. Yeah. But we were lucky because she made some time to sit down with us mm-hmm. and talk about what she's doing right now, her career journey, like kind of her background um, growing up and how she came to be in Boston yeah. and doing all the things that she's doing. And it, I think it's really interesting. I thought it was fascinating. This, we've, I, this stuff about like sort of the entry into Boston, because mm-hmm. we joke too a little bit about how it's not necessarily the warmest place to be when you first get here and then it warms up. Yeah. But I also really liked her comments and thoughts around things like her personal branding. Yes. So she's this lovely woman and she always has like a flower in her hair yes. and it's just it's great I love yeah. it yeah so. we love it we love her so hopefully you love her too <laughs> so you'll find out soon yeah listen on <laughs> all right because I'm like awkwardly charming anyway <laughs> <laughs> sure yeah. we are officially recording yes and we are we are here so great. yeah great. hi Rachel hi Felicia and um hi Sheena hello so we'd love to welcome you to our podcast we are welcoming to your podcast um so we're here with Sheena Collier is it Collier Collier Collier, Collier. Oh, yeah. but that was we could do the French way the French way um and you are currently the director of strategy and engagement at the greater Boston Chamber of Commerce I am yeah so yeah. thanks for joining us thank yeah. you for having me yeah well let's get right into yeah. it we want we want to learn all we, about we you we just want to learn doing. everything yes. um you know your role how you got there who you are yeah let's just start from the beginning yeah we can start with my role so how did I get to the chamber <laughs> um it's very very different than anything I've ever done mm-hmm. I've actually been in nonprofit and education for the past 12 or so years okay and so honestly um it was just from me kind of running my mouth and telling people particularly over the last six months all the issues I have with the nonprofit space <laughs> and how I felt, how I was starting to realize after working in a couple of, of big institutions, nonprofit institutions, that there has to be a different way to approach these, the social issues that we're facing. And so, yeah, I literally was, I mean, anyone that would talk to me about it, I was talking about it. And then I w- had the fortune, someone nominated me to go to um, a leadership program at Harvard Business School for a week. Mm. And it really just like opened my eyes. I'm never, I had never been in a business space. I actually went to Harvard, but to the ed school, I'd never been to the oh, business school. Okay. And just hearing conversations about cross-sector partnerships and social enterprise, it's just things I'd never been exposed to. I never um, 
just no had no one to talk to about yeah. it. And so from there, um, and Katie O'Neill at the chamber was in my group. It was a group of mm-hmm. ten people from Boston. Um, and but another woman I'd met, Saskia Epstein, we stayed connected afterwards. And an opportunity came up at the chamber, and she was like, you know, I don't know if you're really looking for a job, but this may be something that you're interested in. So she connected me. And um, Justin, who you all know, we literally, we had coffee and within like 23 minutes, he was just like, I want you to come on and do that something. That sounds like, <laughs> yes, like best interview <laughs> <Yeah>. ever. <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So he, I didn't take the role that he was hiring for, but then he created a role. Oh, oh, oh so you like made your own role. Yeah. That's amazing. Wow. Yeah. Okay. How did that happen? Like, how did that happen? We just, you know. I think, and what I love about working there and working specifically with him is we just were both very honest about, he's like, this is what I'm trying to build. Mm. I said, this is what I'm trying to build personally. And we figured out, we talked about like how we could support each other in that journey. And to do that, you know, the role that I um, ended up getting was more, um, I just think in line with what I'm trying to do. Yeah. So tell us, what is it? What's a day in the life? Oh my goodness. (laughs) It's, um... It's still exciting, but I've only been there since mid-December, yeah. so I'm still new. And we're recording this um, the February 2nd. February 2nd, February 2nd. So that's yep. Very Not a long new. time yeah. Still in the honeymoon phase. Yes, it is. <laughs> very much so. Um, and adding on to the honeymoon, I'm um, still I'm transitioning out of the role I'd been in for the past almost four years mm. at Dudley Street Neighborhood Initiative. Ah. So Which I'm not I want to talk there about every day. Too. Yes, yeah. definitely. Yeah. So I'm not there every day. So I'm at the chamber about three days a week. Well, three days a week, and then at DSNI two days a week. Ah. So I love everybody because I don't get to see too much of anybody. <laughs> so it's, like, um, <laughs> it's great. Yeah. So it's and nice. Is there like an end date in sight for yes, total yes. transition? Yeah. So for my DSNI role, I'll be there about another two months. Oh, okay. Um, and you know, I just so. There, I'd, I'd been the Boston Promise Initiative Director oh, yeah, for a little yeah. over three years and, and major role in the organization, um, mainly managing this $6 million federal grant that DSNI was awarded from the U.S. Department of Education wow. to um, build this cradle to career infrastructure in the community. Wow. And so a lot of it is working directly. We have 10 Boston public schools in our neighborhood. Mm-hmm. And working with our partners who are implementing stuff from birth to age 24. And so essentially, we're like the lead agency on that. So a huge role. And I I have to say, my family is always like, I'm like the baby of my family. My nickname is Baby Sheena. And so because I'm the most sensitive. (laughs) And I don't even think I'm that sensitive. So it just tells you how the women in my family are. (laughs) So... when I said, like, oh, I'm going to stay on for, like, three more months while I'm there, like, what are you doing? Like, move on. <laughs> but I feel some responsibility. I've been there yeah. for a long time. It's a major role. There's still some things I want to see wrapped up yeah. in a way. I've worked under many grants, so I know how things can just drop. Yeah. Um, and is the timing because they're, they're looking for someone to replace you? or That and, well, they look, they can't replace me. <laughs> I mean, you are obviously <laughs> irreplaceable. Hashtag. Uh, but no, they're, you know. <laughs> they're creating some, they're creating a, a kind of a neck, not the same role, but some type of role. Okay. Um, but no, more so because um, to... I'm writing a white paper to kind of about oh. the lessons learned okay. from this initiative. Great. And then also I'm planning a um, event, which is what I love to do, which mm-hmm. is what my side hustle yeah. is. And oh, so yeah. um, every year we do this round table where we bring together all the partners of the initiative. And so this is like our last one. So I'm staying on to plan. Oh, and host it's that. nice that you were able to juggle everything. Yeah. yeah. And that yeah. they were both, that both gave you the freedom yeah. To, yeah. to do it this way. My word for the year is freedom. Oh, Seriously. that's a really good word. I am. Um, I I feel very blessed to be in the space that I am like, and I've, but I've learned 
that when you just tell people what you want, I mean, I'm not to say it always happens, but it helps you to make a choice. Absolutely. And I just have been very upfront with everyone. I was very upfront with yeah. DSNI. I yeah. was very upfront with the chamber of like, I am moving in this direction. I would like to support these organizations and hope that they can be a part mm-hmm. of my journey. And if so, this is what I need. Yeah. And I love people it. have been on yeah. board. Yeah. yeah. Can we like now roll backwards a little mm-hmm. bit and talk about your journey. Yeah, and I have so um, many questions. Yeah. yeah, because like there's so much to get into, yeah. but how did you get to the point where you are right now? Because yeah. you mentioned you went to Harvard for education. Mm-hmm. Tell us more about your, your. I hate using I this word, your journey. Your origin story. So I'm originally from Albany, New York. Okay. And Ooh. I um, was a very different Sheena pre-Harvard, I would say. I actually wasn't really involved in anything. I didn't have any leadership um, positions. I grew up in a neighborhood in Albany, somewhat similar to where I work, like DSNI, Roxbury, Dorchester area. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, subpar, always went to public schools, but, you know, okay school system. But I had the fortune and I really attribute my success to me having very involved parents mm. and my parents were kind of regardless of what's going on in the rest of your school or et cetera, et cetera. You, one, you are going to college. So let's just talk about where you're going, not whether you're going. And they just did a really good job of supplementing my education with like museum visits and summer camps mm. and things like that. And so I just always knew that I was going to go on to something else. Um, and so I actually went to Spelman college in Atlanta okay. and it was, it was tough at first. I'd never been away from home for more than like two weeks. Really? And so I cried. I mean, Aww. I call, I was calling family members like, someone please bring me back home. Oh my goodness. And um, so that was, that must have been like August. By October, I was like, oh my God, I never want to go home <laughs> again. You're and like, who is this? <laughs> <laughs> what was the experience me? like? It, it, starting in October, because that's probably think, when it really started. <laughs> I, I think what it was, was I'd never... So the reason I didn't want to go, one of the reasons is because it's an all women's school and, um, and it's also historically black college, Mm -hmm. which is not, which is why I wanted to go. But I just didn't realize there was so much diversity within women and within Mm -hmm. black people. And so I had never really been exposed for the most part to different classes. Mm -hmm. Um, I I didn't know people from different cities. Mm -hmm. And so it just was, I just felt like, wow, this is, um, it just was a very new experience, I guess. And, and I mean, I was living on campus. I was coming and going as I please. Um, I mean, I, I had some freedom as a teenager, but yeah, I was like, wow, this is nice. I get to decide if I go to class or not. And, yeah, yeah. Um, and Talk it, about freedom. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and, 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 you know, and this is a debt to some people's detriment, but in Atlanta, particularly where Spelman Morehouse, the Atlanta University Center, the clubs promote heavy. Oh, so I'm they sure. send a club shuttle every Friday, Saturday. <laughs> they take you right to the club. They bring you back home. You're like, it's so easy. Right? <laughs> Why wouldn't I do this? <laughs> and so luckily, I actually think I had had freedom in high school. I had a car and all of that. So I had already learned how to self-regulate, really, because mm-hmm. um, I did see friends that didn't hadn't had that freedom right. before and then they like, ah! had out, yeah. Right. yeah. <laughs> um so anyway so yeah so spellman i i will be honest though it was much more in retrospect that i appreciated the experience mm-hmm. of spellman but that's like a lot of things yeah. in life right and i feel it's like it's hard to appreciate it in the moment because yeah. you also don't know it, definitely when it comes to college yeah and i think that that's you know that's one of the things that people don't really talk about very much i think mm. when it comes to why college is so important is to get that 
that diverse just set a of life experience. Yeah. Yeah. Because yeah. you don't get that when you're just getting in your exposed town. to no. all sorts of different people yeah. and thoughts no. and ideas and yeah. backgrounds. And yeah. I always tell young people if they are able to, and there's there's obviously financial barriers or can yeah. be, but if they're able to go out of town to college, even if they come back home, um, it was an amazing experience for yeah. me and opened my eyes to so many things that, and I didn't even really take advantage. I mean, because I, now I wish I would have went abroad. Yeah, and, oh, yeah. But like going to Georgia mm-hmm. was enough for me. <laughs> I was yeah. like, I'm far enough. <laughs> Um, but yeah, so it was, and then, so I ended up coming up, so I went for psychology. I actually wanted to open a practice oh, wow, and be, wow. an, a, be a psychologist. Um, I, and a child psychologist. I always loved kids and, um, and I was, I got into counseling psychology programs and then I went to a grad school fair. Probably, I did probably didn't even want to go. And I ran into the Harvard table <laughs> <laughs> and, um, they were recruiting for this program, which I ended up doing called Risk and Prevention at the time. And it was a mix of education and psychology. Oh, uh, interesting. And I was like, right. I was like, like wow, yes, interesting. I've never heard of this. <laughs> I was, but I was like, I'm never going to get into Harvard. But you know what? I'm going to just apply anyway. Yeah, that's how um, you should do that kind of thing. Right. Just go for it. And so I really, and so that's kind of how I approached it. But then there came a time when I was like, no, you know what? I do want to go to Harvard. Mm. And so I started to email professors and like, I really started stalking people there. Like, if you see my application, remember me oh, that's great. <laughs> and um yeah and I got in and then I came to visit Harvard and I was like I was with my mother and brother and I was like there are no black people <laughs> I'm not coming wow. and well we, especially coming from Spelman right yeah like it must have been opposite. such right. even Albany which is not which is I mean, Boston's way more diverse than Albany, but my my environment. Well, yeah, yeah. And you're like social sphere. Right. Yeah. Yeah. So if you had asked me back then, I was like, yeah, Albany's all black. <laughs> and so, yeah, I remember we came up to this newly admitted students thing, but you didn't yet have to declare that you were coming. And um, I went, I went into this corner and I was like, Ma, I can't come here. And she was like... <laughs> she was like, it's Harvard. You're right. Going. <laughs> That's almost exactly. She was like, do you think that you got into Harvard? She's like, I already started telling people. It's actually what she uh, said. Yeah. She's like, I'm not rescinding this. Yeah. Like, I'm, not, I'm not going back to these people. And yeah. Oh, by the way, never mind. Yeah. She was too good for Harvard. <laughs> I had gotten to Harvard and Colum- I had gone to other schools, but it was you between Columbia, Columbia and Harvard. Uh, and to so Teachers College. Super interesting. Oh, I know about that. Mm. My husband yeah, did yeah. that for a yeah. little while. Okay. Um, loved it. Um, but I'm curious. That's really interesting that you didn't visit the colleges before. Yeah. Of, no. Know, putting your heart into <laughs> yeah, it. I'm like, no. Know, or even- no. The only the only other space I visited was one in Georgia. Mm. Um, they had a PsyD, which is a doctorate in psychology. And um, yeah, no. Wow. You know what's interesting? I just, I my parents um, are both college educated, but my mother not until, she graduated from college when I was in middle school. Oh, okay. And it just, I feel like just a new process. Mm. Like- a lot of my, a good number of my family went to college, but like then it's grad school process. Like a lot of this was new to my mother. Mm-hmm. And so I don't know. No, I just never, I didn't get the advice to, <laughs> to go. I, I hear that. Places. I was in the same boat because mm-hmm. um, my mom was from India. So she went to college in India and my dad went to the Navy after high mm-hmm. school. And then he went to college late in life. And when I applied to college, it was like no one had ever gone to college in my, in my family because they just like didn't have the experience. Right. And then grad school was also this whole new mm-hmm. thing. And I had to figure it out all for myself. So yeah. I totally hear that. Yeah. It's it was grad school breaking for me new ground. was like, <laughs> I have a psych degree and I'm not really probably going to make any money with a bachelor. So mm-hmm. I need to go <laughs> get a master's degree. Yeah. Um, yeah. So 
we, my mother, but in all honesty, she really was like, there's no way that you're not going to Harvard. And so, um, and she said, I mean, I don't blame her. <laughs> well, her kind of, her kind of test was, cause I was like, Ma, Columbia is a great school. I can be in New York city. She said, well, when I tell people they, I say, oh, Sheena got to Columbia and she, they go, oh. And then I say, she got to Harvard and they go, oh, yeah. <laughs> and this was like a real conversation we had. She was like, so you're going to Harvard. Oh, that's amazing. Um, and so, so I came up here and I did struggle. I yeah. like the. Their master's programs at the ed school are only nine months. Yeah, they're short. And um, oh, wow. so you're doing school and practicum at the same time. So mm-hmm. they're very intense. But the first like three, two or three months, I didn't really speak to anybody. I, oh. I had a real culture shock. And I just, I had never been in the minority in my life. And there was maybe 35 black master's students in the whole school. Wow. And so I, um, but I will say it's the reason why I started to take leadership opportunities. Mm. Because there was a point where I was like, okay. I have to come out of my shell. Like I have to interact with different people that I'm not used to interacting with. And I have to create the environment that I want. So but with regards to the taking on more leadership roles and being in a minority mm-hmm. and really realizing that, was it because you wanted to or was it like thrust upon you? I don't I don't remember anyone necessarily asking me. Um you know, is that like token diverse yeah, person? Yeah, no, I, I don't feel like that comes up so much. I don't much. remember. Well, there was a, so there was a really strong black student union and there was this diversity conference, which is the way that, which was the first leadership opportunity. <laughs> so maybe. Um, but, um. You just ruined her day. <laughs> I'm like, I'm like, like oh, what's the so <laughs> No, so I don't, I don't know. I don't remember how I got involved in it, but I just remember the feeling of, like, I can't just let this nine months go by yeah. and I'm just like sulking and scared to talk. I actually didn't even talk to the black people. Like, I just, I literally was in That's this That's what I was wondering. Shell. Is it like, where, did you just sort of no, like gravitate No, people thought toward... I was really mean. Like, they told oh. me later. They like, they thought, because You're I just, so nice. <laughs> I just was really, um, I, I just had a, I was having a hard time adjusting. Yeah, it's yeah. cold up here. I mean, it's yeah, cold in Albany no. too, but I had to I was come like, actually, I mean, Albany, come on. I know, you I know. But I've been in Atlanta for four years. Exactly. So I'm I, with Sheena on this. This weather is terrible. <laughs> it is. It's, it's usually the same. Now. But, you know, I had been away from New York for a while. But no, I, um, yeah, I started to take on leadership opportunity, our um, roles. And then I just was like, oh, my God, I can do this. And so then the next major thing that happened was everyone I went to school with that I became close with left. Everyone was like, I hate Boston. I'm oh, not staying here. Boston is nothing in Boston for people of color in particular. And like literally, I'm not even exaggerating. Everyone except for one person I met who she was from here left. Wow. And, and what year was this, if you don't mind? This was 2005. Okay. okay. That's yeah. a while ago. Yeah. And so I would say, you know, even as I was preparing to, to speak with you all, as I think about things that I do or the reasons why I do it, it's out of like trying to create a space for myself. Yeah. 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 And then inviting other people into Absolutely. it. And so, um, so everyone was gone and I moved to Austin Brighton. And I'm saying mm-hmm. it, I'm making a face because well, I think we all made a face. No offense to Alton Brighton. But well, because I, mean, I, was, come on. I was still fairly young. I was only 21 when I graduated, but I don't know. In my head, I was like, I'm so over like college y life. Yeah. And Austin, and you, I lived and then you moved to Austin. I was Brighton. on the corner of Harvard and Com Ave. Oh, so man. I was like in the middle oh, of everything. Yeah. Yeah, you and were. it just drove me You're crazy. Right by the 66 bus. Yes. Yeah. I took this, I worked in JP, I took the 66 yep. to work. And so, um, but one thing that happened, I kept running into Spelman women. So they recruit, mm. a lot of the, the grad schools mm. up here recruit heavily at Spelman. Oh, interesting. And so I would run into either people from my class or um, there was actually a woman, Lena, who I met 
at that newly admitted that reception when I was in the corner who came up to me and she was a Spelman woman and she was like, I want you here. She had, oh, she had gone so to nice Harvard and she was like, and she really was other than my mother. She was the other reason. Oh, that that's I, so nice and good. And so, yeah, so I kept meeting people and then I started to research. Spelman has a national alumni association Yeah, and then they have local chapters, which are like local nonprofits and Boston had been dormant for like a decade. Mm. And so i Recruited people, nice. et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. And then I reactivated and served as president for a couple of years. Wow. Oh, that's and awesome. so that was like, um, so I was probably 22 or 23 by that time. And that was like my first like real like leadership. Like I'm actually in a role, like an elected position. Mm. And um, it all came from just needing friends. Like I just, <laughs> I needed people to do stuff with. I didn't know where to get my hair done. Like this was just a lot I didn't know. That's great. And I I tend to I love to throw parties all of that because I like to invite people into my space mm-hmm. and I will say some of it is control I like to control the space I don't That's understand fair. what you could possibly be talking about <laughs> I have no control issues whatsoever <laughs> so we're interrupting your regularly scheduled podcast for this what? late break my <laughs> screeching oh my god to a halt was that like That's an terrible. emergency broadcasting message beep, beep, alert beep 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 okay. SOS breaking news we're gonna be in new york what (laughs) we're coming down again and we're gonna be there tonight and tomorrow night so tonight we've got an event at the flatiron school who we love they are hosting us for our um workshop on how to write an inclusive job description and guess what yours truly is gonna be uh delivering this content and there will also be wine say hi there will also be wine and pizza and so if you listen to this before like 2 p.m. on this Tuesday. Uh, the Eventbrite tickets will still be available, so hope that you get get one. And then the next night, tomorrow night, we're hosting an event um, sponsored by Bevy, and it will be hosted at uh, Stack Overflow. Yeah. So we're super excited about that too, and so we hope you get a ticket. It'll be a fun networking night with food and drinks. And we're actually doing custom cocktails featuring Bevy's sparkling water. So that's exciting. And And we have um, great speakers, too. Great speakers, good people. Yeah. Us. (laughs) Don't know (laughs) what more you want. Raffle prizes. Raffle prizes. Obviously. I picked them out myself. They're amazing. Um, And so, yeah. So grab your ticket. They're on Eventbrite. But you can also um, get a link to that from our website at shegeeksout.com. And we hope to see you tonight and or tomorrow night no i think we can really relate to that i mean it's mm. one of the reasons why we created she geeks yeah. out is because we wanted to create this community of people that were like us right. you know and then yeah. we were just like yeah we, we need people because in our workspaces we didn't have yeah. you know a lot of ladies yeah so i would imagine yeah. that's how most inventions happen you I saw yeah. like an infomercial for like two, three years ago. This is going to be very quick for Tupperware. You can take as the, much time as you want. Well, it was Tupperware <laughs> with the lid attached. And I was like, no one ever thought to <laughs> invent this until a couple of years ago. But it just made me think about how so much stuff comes out of need. Like someone is just like, you know what I need? Yes. I need to stop losing the top to my Tupperware. So I'm going to just invent something. But usually if you think you need it, other people do too. That's right. And they're just waiting for you (laughs) to create it. Um, And so I've realized that over the years with that being that first experience of like people were just waiting for me to create stuff. And I've I've done that in most of the roles that I've been in. Amazing. Um, Yeah. So you so you went to Harvard. Did your thing there. Yeah. Then what happened? Um, so I like the people that left. I really disliked Boston. Um, well, it was Cambridge. <laughs> so naturally you stayed. Right. <laughs> um, 
even though I called it Boston back then, but people are always like, no, you live in Cambridge. It's true. It, there it, is a difference. Uh, yeah. Well, I've learned later. But to me, it was like, I'm in, I'm in I, Boston. I live in Jamaica Plain. There is a big difference. <laughs> See, right. to me, I used to live in Cambridge. <laughs> I've converted. It's very different. I mean, Harvard Square is very different than yeah. Boston. But yeah. um, what happened was Boston has a good job market for nonprofit. I mean, it's... does. And so I... I would say my lease was going to be up June 30th. It was like June 1st. I still hadn't gotten any job offers. I applied for like 87 jobs in New York oh City because that's where I wanted to live. A couple back to go back to Atlanta and maybe like three in Boston. Mm. And I got a job in Boston um, at the Home for Little Wanderers. And they they, uh, they don't exist anymore. I know. It's a condo building now. In Jamaica Plain, right? Yeah. I know. Not yeah. condo. It's not even that. It's just rental buildings. Really? There's a pool. Yeah. It's I gross. love it. It was a great first job. It was um, a grant funded position, as most of my positions have been. Mm-hmm. And, but yeah, they offered it to me on like June fifteenth, and I was like, I have to take this job because <laughs> I have to find a new apartment. Yeah. Um. But yeah, so I and that was kind of what happened over a number of years. I just kept finding great job opportunities, mm-hmm. and definitely, I not to downplay my skills at all, but I think the Harvard piece had something to do with it as well. I was elevated pretty quickly Mm. like i had that job for a little less than a year and it was a resource coordinator position and by my next job i was a manager and like had like a twenty five thousand dollar salary jump wow and so wow yeah it is true what they say the ivy leagues yeah I mean, makes that's a what difference. you pay for. Yeah, partially. I know. Yeah, believe <laughs> yeah. me, I'm paying Harvard still way more than that. I'm <laughs> paying the government way more than that. But um, yeah, and I just, I just got really immersed in the community. Like I just started to feel, you know, even though I'm not from here, um, and I hear a lot of women in particular, probably because I mostly talk to women, um, <laughs> struggle with like people that aren't from here struggle with. Like they feel like Boston is clicky and they can't really integrate into the community. Something about the time that I came here, it just was like this divine time where mm-hmm. I have a lot of friends from Boston. Like mm-hmm. I met, we were all in our early 20s. A woman who's a good friend of mine now, you all might know her, Alicia um, Adamson. Her, her name used to be Kennedy, but she was at United Way for a long time. Her and five of her friends, they are from here, four of her friends started this organization, Young Black Women's Society. Mm-hmm. So around the same time that I was started in the Spelman chapter, and it was about retaining young women of color in the city. And they recognized for them, they would meet a lot of great women. And they also just, the same as me, they just needed something to do as friends. Mm-hmm. And they were like, let's create this um, yeah, like, society. Let's make new friends. Right. <laughs> and so I joined it. I was one of the first 25 members and it's still going. It's a national organization now. And oh, wow. they, um, I, yeah, I met a lot of Boston women who are my close friends now. Amazing. Yeah. And so that was helpful to me, whereas I see other people struggle sometimes to feel like yeah. to really know people from Boston. I Absolutely. think that that's a great way to do it because that's partially what I did is mm-hmm. like I, A, made most of my friends in Boston through going to grad school mm-hmm. and B, the other friends that I've made since moving here 11 years ago had been through She Geeks Out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. And so I'm like, you're going to all gonna be my friends now. No, and, and I've said this before, I think even on this podcast and I, I still hold it. It's true. I think there's like a four year thing. Mm. I think if I people think make five. it, I know you think mm. it's five. I think it's four years. Once you're here for four years, I think that there's something that happens where Boston like accepts you because mm. they realize that you're not leaving because mm. you went to school mm. here and it just feels like it's more. Yeah. So you're somehow more accepted. You meet more people that are open to like yeah. wanting to know you. And well, maybe it's also and- because then it's like the people who will be your friends know yeah. you're not going to just like take right. off and leave. Exactly. So, yeah. Though I did take off and leave. I left. Oh, you did? <laughs> you did? You we did. didn't give him a part yet. Yeah, okay. no. <laughs> I le- After like seven years here, 
I moved to DC for two years. Okay. How was that? Yeah, I love DC. Yeah, I um, I had gotten tired of Boston. I would say it took me. Um, I moved here the end of '04. It probably took me maybe till maybe by like 2007-8, maybe like end of eight, beginning of 2009. I finally started to feel like a part of Boston. Yeah. Um, and then I went through this thing where I got tired of Boston, so I moved to DC. And I had a relationship that ended. That's what really happened. So I moved to <laughs> I moved to DC, <laughs> and um, I loved it. I mean, this I would is great. I yeah. think it's similar in size to Boston. Mm-hmm. It runs on politics like mm-hmm. Boston. Um, There's public transportation. Yeah, almost the same. Same color <laughs> yeah. scheme. I really yeah, like yeah. it. Um, and you know, but the biggest difference is like a lot of people of color in leadership in DC. Oh, mm-hmm. So I mean, yeah. honestly, I was just, like last time I was there. I was, it's remarkable. It's the difference yeah. is so stark. You walk down the street and it is remarkably different. I know. And it's 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 like startling and it's wonderful. And I'm like, what is wrong with Boston? I know. It's a very it's I mean, just I talk about restaurants a lot. Um that's fine. <laughs> we do I always, too, actually. I always, I always use no. it as an example. I always use eating as like an example. But if you go to a rest restaurants in DC, you know, there's not like a, oh, this is like that night or mm. you have to rent it out. Like, it's just a regular thing. People are just eating together. Mm-hmm. It's just a diverse space. You know, you unless you have to go to a separate neighborhood. Right. It's just like, oh, there's some black people at the table. There's some Asian people at the table. There's some yeah. white. Like, it's not a it thing. Feel, it's so true. Yeah. And so, so I actually really liked it. I stayed there for two years and it was my first foray into for-profit. I worked for a communications firm. Oh. Okay. And, um. They had a specific focus on the education sector, so I was hired for my um, content expertise. Not, I don't know anything about communications, <laughs> and um, but a part of communications, at least from that firm's perspective, is convenings and meetings mm-hmm. and summits. And so I really got to hone my skills around planning four hundred person conferences or fifty um, person summits, and I got to project manage a book. Being oh, that's cool. And that was the cr- what was the book? Do you want to share? It's it's a very long title <laughs> that I don't remember all that of it. Expanded Learning Opportunities is in the title. It's a compendium, which Ooh. was a word that I That's learned very then, fancy. <laughs> of about 100 articles um, from mayors, practitioners, teachers on the importance of after school and extended oh, learning. Cool. And it was the Mott Foundation. They were really trying to make the case to the administration that they needed to continue funding um, after school. And so that was the craziest. It was a very crazy experience. My my partner at the firm, I was like, well, have we ever created a book? And she was like, nope. <laughs> and I was like, so we have no template, no guidelines for how to do this. And she was like, nope. Like, good luck. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and so I had to work with the designer, the copy editor, the authors, the literally literal binding of the book, yeah. Amazon. Oh I had to gosh. set up a relationship and I had to plan a 500-person book release at the National Press Club. Oh, wow. And this was at the for-profit. Yeah. Hilarious. Yeah. Because like that sounds like a story from a nonprofit. <laughs> That's amazing. Right? It was it was it was very stressful. Like I because I mean this book was writing on me. It had a release date, you know, and so I had yeah, to so you like could not yeah. delay. And I had to work with the copy editor, like, actually you didn't you know, she's supposed to be copy editing, I mean yeah. probably like four hundred pages. Yeah. And so um yeah, it was just one Ooh. of those I feel like I seek out jobs like that though. Like they're almost like I never considered my myself an entrepreneur until recently, mm. and um, and I have to stop saying it. I would always say, "Oh, I'm not creative. Or I'm not an entrepreneur," because I would think of like someone that 
walks out of their job and just is like, I'm going to start a you business know what? today. You're a problem solver. Yeah. That's yeah. what I call, honestly, yeah. that's what an entrepreneur, yep. I feel like that's a, that's a nicer way to yeah. call an entrepreneur <laughs> is a problem solver. Yeah. And I've been entrepreneurial in my roles. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And I usually take jobs for the most part where I'm the first person in the role. So, so they're like really a creating new position. Yeah. 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 So I do love to do that. So, um, but I ran up against a similar thing where I love DC. I, my, a lot of my families, actually, there are a good number mm-hmm. of my family. Uh, my aunts and cousins are there. And I had some friends there, but I was like, my friends are in Boston. Uh, and I built up this all of this network. Yeah. Um, and when I went to, I had a, I won't generalize this to for-profit, but I had a um, interesting experience in that space. And so I was like, I'm going to go back to community building and well now i really want to understand but i feel like you don't want to say it but i just want you to know that we want to have a great relationship with my former employers and so but i will tell you all another time and so um when the mics are off (laughs) but i but the issue was that and this is you know somewhat understandable the the level of work that i like to do with communities it's hard to do as an outsider yeah and so when i would apply for jobs you know, they were like, okay, yeah, you have this and you did this and you did that. But do you know where that street ends and right. that street begins are, yeah. you know, a lot of the work at I do at DSNI, Dudley Street Neighborhood Initiative, you need to know who's the mother of the neighborhood mm. and whose house can you go to. Yeah, to you really this. have to be like entrenched yeah. and deep into it. And yeah. I didn't know that stuff. Yeah. And so I wasn't getting any, anywhere on my job search. Mm. And, um, you know, a lot of what I and building my whole business around is like connecting and relationships. And I didn't, I just didn't have those type of relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I and actually got this job through a relationship. Uh, yeah. Oh, and yeah. so I yeah. just, um, I've never applied for a job since everything. I've Amazing. everything since then that's has the been dream. like, yeah. that's ultimate freedom. Yeah, really. Never yeah. applying for a job and it's, going through I the interview process. Yeah. You dropped in my lap. Yeah. <laughs> well, we created one for it ourselves. Happened once so, to me. Yeah. It was amazing. And that's even better. Yeah, it was very creating special. one is even better. Yeah. But um, let's talk a little bit about your side hustle. Yeah. yeah. What's going Speaking on with that? Of, yeah. What is it? Tell us. So everything. I'm the founder and CEO of the Collier Connection. Nice. And um. It's essentially I'm trying to create experiences by design and um, that tends to be mostly event planning and production. But, you know, sometimes I even a lot of times when I say that to people and there's no problem with doing weddings and birthday parties. But some, when I, as soon as I say to people I'm doing event planning, given them knowing all I've done before, they're like, what? OK, <laughs> they're like, oh, so you're you're planning weddings now. And um and it's but it's it's more than the events it's creating a space for people to connect and create change mm-hmm. or have fun mm-hmm. or raise money um or raise the profile of a brand or like right. bring people together around a cause can you give us any examples of, 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 of events yeah, yeah, of like yeah something, recent, recent, something exciting something exciting <laughs> um, <laughs> like oh man i know i know no pressure i know no i can't well it's in, its, it's in its infancy um, but I will give you an example of an event that I worked on um, around, it was actually an election day event. And um, there's an amazing organization in Boston, Union Capital Boston, um, where they work with, essentially work with mostly parents as their audience to, they developed an app where you can get points based off of how much you're involved in the community. Mm, and you okay. get actual like prizes, like Visa mm. gift cards at the end of the year. And then they have a store and et cetera. But the main point is that you're rewarding people for their civic engagement mm-hmm. um, and really recognizing that there's all types of ways to be leaders in the community. And so 
Union Capital, Eric Leslie, who leads it, he came to me and was like, you know what, for election season, I want to show the power of connectedness and how it can impact voting. Mm. Um, And he created this whole UCB votes, which I, I won't go deep into, but essentially they were tracking you know, Rachel goes out and says to 40 people, I need you to come out and vote. And then they develop a system for her to see if those people actually voted. Uh, mm. So it's and like so, the, the mapping of right. the vote network. Heat maps and wow. less about your ca- the candidate. Which, right. I mean, less <laughs> about the candidate, more about like, did you get people yeah. out? Is that connection right. right here? And so he wanted to, he was like, you know what? There's always these big downtown, you know, election night parties that our families aren't usually, they don't, they can't access those. They have kids, et cetera. Let's do one in Roxbury. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't even know if this is considered Roxbury, Jamaica Plain anymore, but Washington <laughs> Street um, near Jackson Square around like an election night party, but make them feel like this is about them. Like really it's about the voters. It's not about a politician dropping by and right. et cetera. And so, yeah, we did this um, really fun election night event where we had um, heat maps all over the room so you oh, could wow. see kind of how cool. people were voting. Um, and the program, the actual program of the event was residents talking about either ballot measures they had been advocating for, like the Community Preservation Act, um, or just the how it felt as a resident to like mm. go out and get your neighbors and actually see people come out and vote. And, you know, obviously it was welcome to kids, um, tons of food, tons of prizes. And yeah, it just it just was a um, really fun. And I think also, you know, I love to create spaces for people whose voice is usually not in a conversation for them yeah. to be able to have a voice. We did a press release. I mean, we, we made it a really big deal. I love that. Yeah. It's so important to be civically engaged when yep. you think that, you know, your vote doesn't matter. Yep. And now you're actually creating this space where people are like, oh, my God, it yep. really does matter, sort of. Yeah, right. Imagine on the local <laughs> level. That's a different right. topic That's a for a different day. Right. Different conversation. Right. Anyway. But this was actually a this was actually a trial for the mayoral. Like the oh. focus wasn't even really the presidential. Yeah. It was like let's test out this process to to um, gear up for the mayoral race local this year. Government. That yeah. is great because yeah. the mayor. I mean, I love Marty Walsh. Yeah. She's done a lot of really, I think, wonderful things, particularly lately. But, you know, I think that the mayoral election was a little bit problematic. Yep. So it's great that... Um, it's going to be exciting. I love politics. Yeah. is like my soap opera. So, Rachel, have you heard of this company called August? I have actually heard of this company called August. And I've actually been to their offices. What? And you were there with me. What? And That's we right. record, And we actually <laughs> recorded a podcast. We did. And uh, one of our favorite people on the planet, Chris Burnett, actually works there. And she's one of the coolest people we know. Yes. And um, so, yeah. So, we're here to tell you guys a little bit about August. Yeah. So, August is more than a month. It is actually a really cool. <laughs> consulting company and they like to say they're a consulting company for the 21st century yeah. and from everything I've seen so far that is definitely true yeah they're doing things um, in a way that I think very few other companies are are doing in terms yeah. of how they operate how they you know work on their values it's really really awesome and that what and they're really about creating amazing teams they're mm-hmm. about organizational change they're they're a consulting firm that really puts teams first like say we're a team for teams and team of teams <laughs> and they teams and, in there. and right and so what they're hoping for is for you to join their team exactly <laughs> you got it I nailed it <laughs> um, yeah basically they're looking for more awesome people to join them and they're 
just looking for people who can help them make a difference in the world. Um, so if you're interested in helping other teams and organizations change how they work, then you should get in touch with them. Yeah, they're based um, in New York and um, they have some offices elsewhere. And um, they, I love their values. So they value team, they value equity, they value joy. And I think mm-hmm. that that really speaks to us. Yeah. So we so hope that it speaks to about, you too. Um, how companies operate or how teams function, organizational psychology and organizational development, then you should definitely get in touch with them. Where can they get in touch, Rachel? They can go to aug.co, A-U-G dot C-O. So really simple and short. And um, yeah, there'll also be a link to the website on our podcast episode notes. Cool. Uh, it used I, to be lied until it became I mean, reality TV. Yeah. Well, not national politics, so uh, local politics. I don't, yeah, I don't. I, That's I don't, actually great. Can yeah, we talk really about attention. that, actually? Because yes, sure. one of the questions that we had for you yeah, is about community and, and Boston. We should get into that, too, because we're going to run out of time. I don't okay. want to run out of time, but you're right. We'll do it, we'll do it quick. We'll do okay. it quick. Because I think it's important to talk about some of the challenges yeah. that Boston faces, and you've been in it so for so long, yeah. and you're so passionate about it. Yeah. Tell us. Yeah. So just specifically, just community build challenge. Oh, yes. <laughs> what, um, what what needs to get fixed? Yeah, Boston. I wouldn't know this as not being from here. Or I don't think people that aren't here know this. Boston has very rich, diverse neighborhoods. Like it's not on the marketing materials for Boston. Like how <laughs> rich the neighborhoods are. Um, so it's something I love about Boston. I think that the challenge comes in where they are very different mm-hmm. and not in the good diverse way but in the like the services that they get or the resources people have access to or even what people know is available to them Mm -hmm. and you know it really becomes a barrier to people moving out of poverty um but for people even to be civically engaged and i think that you know a lot of times we measure engagement by numbers like well Mm -hmm. you didn't come to this or you didn't come to that and everyone can't do that that's right this i i talked about freedom and i'm truly blessed to be able to kind of move about the city how i want to everyone can't do that and so there we need to find other ways to be able to make sure that their voices are heard um i think that that takes a lot of work and that you know, people don't always want to take the time to necessarily get everyone's voice involved. Yeah, I agree with that. Yeah. Is there anything that you would say that we can do with it? I mean, you're you're working with Justin. He's part of City mm-hmm. Awake yep. and uh, the Chamber. Are, are there things that you're working on? I know, obviously, what you're transitioning yeah, from, yeah. too, is working on it. Anything that we can do? Yeah. Anything we can do to help? <laughs> I would say that um, I right now in my new role, I feel like a spy. Like, (laughs) because I'm kind of like seeing how decisions are made in the city. I'm learning about things that I wouldn't necessarily, conversations I wouldn't necessarily be in before. So, and I'm saying this as what I'm doing to say, uh, I think other people should do this. I now see it as a duty to bring other people into this space yeah. with me. Like Which is kind of like the theme of your life. Yeah, it is. Right? <laughs> space. Come um, into the space that I yeah. have. <laughs> like it doesn't do me. I mean, I could just be like, oh, I got here and just move up and I, I could do very well professionally. But I, but that's not like my thing is like, oh, I got this opportunity. Why don't you come take advantage of this? Yeah. Or I'm able to go to this meeting. Why don't you come to this meeting with mm-hmm. me? Or um, actually, one of the things that I really want to um, have talked about with Justin through City Awake. City Awake is great. We bring in experts around different topics for um, delegates to learn more about. And I want to see us 
um, also bring in like people with the lived experiences. Like yeah. it's, it's great to hear from a chief of et cetera about, but you know, they're going to say what they're going to say That's about right. the city. Um, and so you also want to he- juxtapose that with, you know, more real life experiences yeah. that people are having. And I'm, it's, it makes me excited because I feel like I have the privilege to give other people a platform um, that they wouldn't normally have. And people see me at the chamber now and it's, you know, and it, it's smart on the chamber's part. I mean, <laughs> yeah. I, they know, you know, they know who I was before. And, and so there's now people that are like, oh, that is accessible to me. Yeah. yeah. Or like, oh, I do have a space there. Yeah, yeah. 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 And so, yeah, that's that's what I feel like people can do. It's like, as you are making your way, like open that up for other people. Yeah. And be a spy. Like, that's great. Be, be, be a spy. spy. I'd be a, <laughs> I'm a fan of that. And what do you call it when you draft somebody? You can have people draft you, like a draft, not like you know when the, you like know when, a, a wind like, draft. Yeah, like you know when you're walking in a crowded space mm-hmm. and then it's just someone's walking really fast, like weaving through all the people. Oh, I don't. You know just have somebody. Is. Oh, I do this. this, this, this I, I lived in New York for a while. This is how you then navigate the streets when it's really crowded. You you fa- you find the person who's really fast and oh, can you weave like through, and them. you tag behind them. Yeah, so that's, that's what you, you're yeah. going to create. That yes, basically for other people. I have to, to Google go. asking what that means. Yeah, I think it's called draft. That's what I call it anyway. But yeah, so that's on a like on a personal level, you know, what I feel like I can do. And and I try to stay grounded and there's a lot going on nationally. And I I try to stay. I don't totally check out, but I try to stay focused on like, what can I do? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. We, this is exactly how we feel too. (laughs) So we're happy to hear you say all of that. Well, so we have like about five minutes left. Um, We have a couple more questions to go through. I think we should just do it like rapid fire. Lightning round. Boom, 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 boom. (laughs) One word. Um, all right. What is the big vision looking ahead for you? <laughs> yeah, um, do that like <laughs> thirty seconds. 30, go. go. <laughs> More of what I've been doing. I want to. I learned this term recently: super connector. Ooh, and yes. There's whole like articles about super connectors. That's that's what I want to do. Essentially, the way it's defined is like someone that in can meet someone and understand what they need right away. Love it. Yeah. All right. That what do so you fun. geek out about? <laughs> oh, yeah. Other than what we've that, already talked about. Yeah. What is, is there like, like that a, people No, know. this is they, random. Two things. Good. The color pink, pink and hair flowers. <laughs> Which <laughs> I you're did. kind of both sporting <laughs> right now. Yes, yeah. you yeah. are. You have yeah. a very pink backpack. Your pink laptop. Your oh, phone you somewhere is pink. Yeah, yeah. and I always have And your blazer is kind of pink. Yeah. Yeah. I I love the idea. So I used to hate the color pink. Because yeah. I thought it was too girly and I felt like, you're not going to make me, you know, I wore baggy clothes back when girls wore baggy clothes and all that. <laughs> and then I started to embrace, like, I can be a boss and I can wear pink. Embrace the pink. Yeah. And I can be, there's like, I equated boss and leadership with masculinity. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And as, as many do. We were right. just reading an article about how we shouldn't do that anymore. Right. So, yes. No. And so I try to be very, sometimes I'm more bold about it. Sometimes I do it in softer ways or more subtle ways, like wearing a flower. Yeah. But I try to make sure when I show up in a space, like, you know, I'm a woman. Oh, that's so, so nice. I like it. Yeah. I, I like love it. that answer. Yeah. Um, what was the second thing? Or was, oh, was that pink. the two? It was pink and my flower, yeah. Okay, my yeah. bad. Um, <laughs> what or who inspires you? Um, I would actually have to say my mother. And the reason is because my mother, how can I say it quickly? She is constantly trying new things. And um, just, I mean, I, I'm going to just put it out there because I say it all the time. My mother, I'm the youngest of eight. I have seven older siblings. Oh, that is so, <laughs> and so many humans. <laughs> and so, Ooh. but my mother actually has three kids. And so, but she's 70 something. She had mm-hmm. me in her late 30s. But my mother's so youthful. 
Like mm. she will try new things. She knows the songs out that I know are out. Like she, she's constantly, sh- she's very intentional, intentional about staying connected to what's going on well, in the yeah. world and being youthful. We're going to Belize together. So <gasps> like on a wellness retreat. We're going to Jamaica together. Oh, like, does she come out to visit you? In she does. My mother is so much fun. Aww, Seriously. Can we have her on the podcast yes. next? Because <laughs> she love, sounds great. My yeah. friends love my mother yeah. because she just, she, yeah. So I admire her because I, I'm actually very different than her. I'm starting to be more like her, but I was always been pretty rigid. I went from mm. school to high school, college, yeah. grad school, career. Like I've been on a straight and narrow. Like, <laughs> I used to cry when I was little if my letters weren't the same size. Oh like I've God. been a perfectionist. <laughs> right there with you. My mother's the complete opposite. She dropped out of college. She was yeah. smoking cigarettes uh, when she was 19. Like hilarious. We had the same experience. <laughs> my so mom is like, hippie, yeah. hippie. And I'm like, oh my God, we have to do everything yeah. right. Well, so, it sounds like she's a really good role model for you. She yeah. is. She is. She's she's taught me a lot, even if she doesn't really know it about like freedom and just being yeah. yourself. That's awesome. lovely. Yeah. I'm going to ask, what are your core values? Mm. Or even if you just have one yeah. core value, mm. value parentheses S. Mm. <laughs> what is my core value? Um, <laughs> I don't know how to say I I want to say I want to say self care, but that's not really what that's, I. I mean, you can say whatever you want to say. <laughs> yeah, safe, safe. I, I mean something different, but you it, are that's free what's coming to, to mind. I know. <laughs> hey, let's yeah. just go with it. Self care. Um, yeah. But what I, I guess what I'm trying to get across is um, well, the importance of it. Maybe yes, like yeah. taking care of myself, and also that it's like I feel like that in itself is. R.G. Lord actually has a quote, which is one of my favorite of like that. It's a revolutionary act, mm. you know, and that it's not to be it's not like being indulgent. Like you actually need to do that. You do. Yeah. 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 Right. Okay. What's the best yeah. advice you've ever received? And if you remember who gave it to you, who gave it to you? I, I remember where I got it. I can't remember exactly who said it, but I was it was one of my first. So when you first get to Spellman. People always ask me why I never joined a sorority, and I and I'd be like, Spelman is my sorority, mm. so they don't let you leave the whole first week, and they indoctrinate you with the history of Spelman sure. and traditions and all that, and they do a lot of pet rallies. And um, I, my dean, I think it was Dean Spence at the time, we had this rally, and she said, "Fake it till you make it," <laughs> and she made us repeat it and like chant it. And I didn't back then; was just kind of like, okay, Whatever. but um. I really, I take on roles. The speaking gig that I did last week, like I say yes to things, whether or not I think I'm really ready for it mm. yet, but I know that I will get ready. Yep. You know, and I know that I'll be ready once I arrive. Yeah. And so I, I like yeah, I, like I really, one. I really believe in that of like, you don't, you can wait forever trying to be ready to do something. That's so, so. true. Fake it till you make it. Yep. <laughs> All right. Are you, what are you reading right now? I'm reading this book called The Solution Revolution, okay. and it's by two authors. One is William Eggers, and I can't remember the other guy's name, but they're both at Deloitte. Ooh. And I've mentioned previously all this excitement I had about social enterprise and all that. And so it's this book about how they give examples across the world, uh, how government, um, philanthropy, and 
kind of nonprofits. So, I mean, government business in the social sector. So philanthropy nonprofits are coming together to solve the solutions around the world. Wow. And they just give these very cool examples. I'm just convinced. That sounds great. And it's not new, but it's new to me. That like no sector can do it by themselves. Yeah, right? that's true. So they talk about like Zipcar, like how people, you can find business ways to solve like these social issues. Yes. Um, so yeah, so, so solution mm. revolution. Love it. Yeah. I want to read that now. <laughs> <laughs> all right. So I'll ask the last one because it's mm-hmm. my favorite question. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> what song is your personal anthem? Oh my goodness. Crap, I should have thought about this uh, before I came here. I know, this question's so hard. I would never be able to answer <laughs> if it. If you can't answer it now, that's fine. We'll I have on. like time periods that I've had different. And I will say... Um, Usually after breakups, I, <laughs> right. I have an anthem song. That makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> that makes sense. You want to know what I'm saying? <laughs> um, for a long time, and this was like even in my childhood, and I had no reason. I don't know why I was this deep, but... Mary J. Blige's song "Be Happy." Mm, like yeah. I would, li- I would cry when it would come on. Aww. Like, and the chorus is just basically like, "All I really want is to be happy." Yeah. And I really like, I loved that song for years. All right, yeah, yeah. that works. That's yeah. good. We actually have one more thing to ask, <laughs> okay. which is, mm. what do you want? Where would you want to send anyone who's listening to this to find you? What do you want to tell them? Yeah. To- so. I am developing a website that probably oh. won't be out for like another two months. That's but perfect. Totally it will fine. Be, all right. <laughs> this so, won't be out for another two months. Okay. Probably yeah. too. All right. <laughs> well, today you can go to um, thecollierconnection.com. Okay. Nice. Is it yes. the T-H-E? T-H-E, collierconnection.com. And um, yeah, it'll be nice and pretty. It probably won't have pink on it because <gasps> I've learned... I'm, you know, my clientele is not I, like I need to be. Kind oh, of open that's true. To everybody. Actually, if you put pink well, on that, you weren't going to get Don't completely anything. repress your personality. Well, though. I might. Gotta be authentic. I might dot my eye with a pink or something. Oh, I like that. Yeah, maybe I'm like not a little pink flower. Much. Yeah, a little yeah. pale pink. Yeah, because yeah. it's. I've done all market research. Like it, it does yeah, kind it does of make a like if you look at a brand, you automatically think like, like oh, oh, this is all about women. Marie Forleo. Yeah. Yeah. It's all women. Yeah. All women all day. Yep. So I'm so but the collierconnection.com, you'll be able to find out more about what Collier Connection does. Um, I'm planning to add like a blog piece of it so I can share oh, nice. more of like my thoughts around connecting and relationships. Um and then probably some, you know, portfolio and YouTube videos. And so, we can yeah. find you on the Twitters and you the- can find me on Twitter. My Twitter handle is Pensive and Pink. Oh, that's great. Um, that <laughs> um, Facebook is just Sheena Collier. Yeah. Um, and then, uh, yeah, so those are like the main things. Perfect. That I cool. yeah. Thank you. Yeah. Well, thank well, thanks you so much thank for you so sharing much. and geeking out with us. Yes, yes, I enjoyed it. Thanks to all our listeners for spending some time geeking out with us. If you enjoyed listening, please rate and review us on iTunes. Every review helps. And don't forget to subscribe so you don't miss the next interview. And tell all your friends. New episodes drop every Tuesday. (laughs) Check us out at She Geeks Out on all the things. And in case you're wondering what those things are, they are Twitter, Insta, FB, otherwise known as Facebook, LinkedIn, and our website, of course. Bye, Rachel. Bye, Felicia. Bye, Felicia.